Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 6th of October. Good to have you aboard. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network. And of course, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Where would we be without Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys? They treated me like family from day number one of the program, and they're going to do the same for you if you're dealing with a personal injury. First, you call 911, and then you call Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. 800-747-FREE. Whatever kind of injury you're dealing with, whatever the accident was, hit and run, slip and fall, motorcycle, boating. If you're dealing with back pain, it was at work or on the road in public. If you suffered long-term back pain through no fault of your own, Anna Jar and Levine is going to help you pursue compensation They are dedicated to providing the highest client support with no hidden fees or costs. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. Week 5 of the NFL season got going last night. A shocker in D.C. 
as the Commanders, they crush the Bears last night, 40-20. to And of course, with a full slate of Week 5 games coming up this weekend, Bet Online, your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from all your NFL, all your college football games. It's right at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds from the start of the season all the way through college football playoff and the Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere. Head to the BetOnline website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So yesterday, you guys may notice, tried something different yesterday. I want to, I mean, I think I want to eventually get to a place where we do Zaslow Show 2.0 live. Maybe, you know, maybe what we'll do is, Maybe when we start doing that, maybe we'll do Zaslow Show 2.0 Live like once a week. The other four days, we do it like this. I don't know. But a good way to experiment is with my wrestling show. It's still real to me, which comes out every weekend. But sometimes we throw out bonus episodes. So this weekend is WWE Fastlane. Is Fastlane going to be in big game or not a big game? I don't know. I'm not going to spoil it for you. We got big game or not a big game coming up. It's Friday. You guys know how we roll on Fridays. But with WWE Fastlane coming up this Saturday, we did a WWE, we, we did a Fastlane preview on it. It's still real to me. Everywhere you get Zaslow Show 2.0, you'll notice last night, bonus episode, it's still real to me. And I decided, you know what? Let's try live streaming. It's still real to me because that show is a lot more straightforward. I mean, I obviously have a whole team of producers and, and 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 editors who work on on Zaslow Show 2.0 here in the Zaslow Mansion Studios every day, but I want to make things as easy as, as possible for all my workers, you know. So let's try it with something that's simple, something that's straightforward. It's still real to me. So we did that yesterday, and I think it went pretty well. It was cool being able to get some comments from people who were checking in here and there. And so so subscribe to the YouTube channel to make sure that you get those notifications. But it also pops up on on Twitter when we're doing the live stream as well. And you can just click on it there. So we're going to do our regular show, It's Still Real to Me, on Sunday with a reaction for WWE Fastlane. But last night, you'll notice the graphics are a little bit different. And Joey and myself are, are side by side. So... You could differentiate between the two shows. Zaz, I got to sneeze. Hold on a second. All right, I went away. Wow, false alarm. So you could differentiate between the shows when you see the clips where it's the two of us side by side. That's it still real to me. The border, the graphics are slightly different. But I thought it looked really clean. I enjoyed that. So maybe one day we'll get to a place where we do maybe once a week. Zaslow Show 2.0 will be live. That that that, that could be that could be kind of fun. All right. So anyway, go check that out and I appreciate anyone who dropped by and, and checked out the show yesterday. So, we got a lot to get to here today. We're going to talk to Kenny Albert. Kenny Albert NFL on Fox. He's got the call this weekend Dolphins and Giants. Kenny Albert and John Vilma 
Hurricane Great. They are on the call this weekend on Fox 1 o'clock Dolphins Giants. Second home game of the year for your favorite little football team. Also, Kenny Albert's got a new book. It's about his life and his career in broadcasting. Obviously comes from a very famous broadcasting family. Father Marv Albert, Uncle Steve Albert. So Kenny Albert's going to join us here. He's always good to us with his time. So we'll get Kenny Albert on the show coming up. We'll do some Dolphins with him. And we'll also talk about the book. Yes, we all, like I said, we got big game, not a big game. Big movie, not a big movie. You guys know how we roll on Fridays. So there are things happening, all right? First, though, I want to tell you guys about a movie that I watched yesterday. I decided, let's watch a movie yesterday. And so I pulled up Netflix because I haven't watched a movie that I, I haven't watched a movie that I haven't seen at home in a long time. My son and I, we went to the theater last week. We watched Saw X, which is really good. Uh, definitely top three in the Saw franchise. Saw X was really good. So if you're into the Saw franchise, and I love the Saw movies. Go see Saw X. Anyway, I decided to watch a movie yesterday that looks really cool on Netflix called, you know, they, they show you the movies that are trending, right? And so the number two movie that's trending yesterday was a, was a film called Nowhere. And it's about, okay, so there's like this dystopian society a little bit in the future. And in Spain and in France and certain countries, it's like really fucked up. And they're killing off the population, kind of like Thanos, you know? And they're killing off the population, uh, especially women who are pregnant. And, and so this couple, they're trying to escape. They want to get to a place like Ireland, but they got to escape. And they do that by hiding in a freighter that's going to go on, like, a ship, you know, and into the ocean and eventually arrive in another country. So they do it by hiding there. But what winds up happening, this woman, she gets separated from her husband. She gets separated from all the other people who were in the freighter with her. And she's just alone in the freighter now, all by herself. And the freighter falls off the big ship and she's trapped in this freighter at sea. That's it, just drifting. And she's pregnant, and it's a disaster. That's the movie. And I dig movies like that. Now, so I'm obviously interested in it right away. But here's the thing. It's in Spanish. And I don't know if you know. I don't speak Spanish. So, I'm obviously... Now, I'm never going to watch a movie dubbed. Watching a movie dubbed is so distracting. Dubbed is when they have voice actors who fill in... You know, with, with, with the, the language that you understand. You know, English. I'm not watching it that way. That looks so stupid. So, I got to sm- say to myself, alright, am I committed for the next two hours to do subtitles? And, and I'm like, alright, let's try. And after like the first five minutes, you don't even notice the subtitles. You're, you're reading by habit. So it, it's so not a big deal. And I'll tell you, if you like those type of movies... I thought this movie, Nowhere, was really good. The actress, you know, it's pretty much, it's, the whole movie, essentially, is only her. Incredible acting from her. I really, now some of the, I really dug this movie. Some of the parts are really tough to watch, are kind of gross. Like, I can tell you, for one, she gives birth, you know, inside the freighter, all by herself. It's like a water birth. It's really gross, but... Overall, uh, I really dug the movie. I like movies like that. So if you see it trending on Netflix, it is, uh, it's in Spanish. I wouldn't watch the dubbed. That's stupid. Watching subtitles. 
You can do a little bit of reading. Everybody can everybody benefit from a little bit of reading. All right. So I recommend that movie nowhere. Let's start here. Thursday night football last night. Had the total. The total. You know, we had Anita Marks on the show a couple days ago. She convinced me. She loved the total. She also liked teasing down Washington. That would have been a disaster. We just went with the total last night. The, the commanders were never in the game. The game was, I mean, game was looking like it was going to go over from the get-go. You needed Washington just to pull their weight a little bit, and they did. The game went over early in the fourth quarter. So 40-20, to 20, I got the total at 45-and-a-half. I got a terrible number. I got it at 45-and-a-half. It went over early in the fourth quarter, so we're happy about that. And 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 the the Bears get their first win of the season, forty to twenty, and a monster performance from Justin Fields. Who, yes, he stunk in the fourth quarter last week when they blew that game to Denver, but over through three quarters last week he was excellent, and he was excellent again last night. So maybe the Bears have some, maybe they're trending in a good direction as far as the quarterback goes. Now, you, best case scenario for the Bears. You play well enough where, okay, we, we're going to stick with Justin Fields and you still get one of the top two picks in the draft because you also own the Bears draft pick. Now, they're not number one overall as far as the draft goes anymore because they won yesterday. That's now going to go to Carolina, I believe, who currently has number one, but it goes to Chicago. So best case scenario for Chicago, they look like a competent football team as far as the quarterback play goes, and they still get two very high draft picks going into next year. But they, DJ Moore, 280 yards. Was that what he finished with? 283 touchdowns? Incredible performance last night. Did not see it coming. And last week, I was praising the Commanders up and down because the Commanders last week hung tight with Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you look at, like, they're having a weird season. The Eagles are 4 0. A win's a win. Justin Herbert talked about... Uh, Justin Herbert. Just, uh, Jalen Hurts talked about this where, you know, isn't it all about getting wins? Well, yeah, by far the most important thing. But they're, they're winning games by less than a touchdown that you're starting to look at and say, why aren't they smoking these teams? And after Washington played them close last week, I was like, Washington's a decent team. I don't know. Two of the last three weeks now, Washington has lost a Buffalo 37-3 in Washington and lost at home on Thursday night football. Short week for the road team especially. And they get killed by a winless Chicago Bear team who had lost 14 in a row, 40-20. to So 2-3 and three Washington, 1-4 and four Chicago. That's how Thursday night football went last night. Monster performance from Chicago. Super disappointing. Even at Magic Johnson, who's a minority owner with Washington, Magic Johnson doesn't say anything controversial on Twitter. His Twitter account's a joke. He was super critical about his new team that he's a minority owner for, the Washington Capitals. So, dreadful performance in D.C. Chicago, they get their first win. Good for them. They're off the schneid. They crush the commanders. Let's actually, let's run through the slate here uh, and, and see what we got going on for... For this Sunday. Alright, and by the way, Major League Baseball wild card is done. That happened a couple nights ago. No baseball last night, no baseball tonight. Because yesterday would have been Game 3. There were no Game 3s. Today would have been a travel day for everybody. And tomorrow, uh, the divisional playoffs get going. So that's what we got going tomorrow. But let's take, and of course all the college football. 
But let's take a look. Let, let's run through NFL slate here and see what stands out to us as far as Sunday goes. You got Buffalo and Jacksonville, London for the second straight week for the Jaguars. You, you would think, oh, wow, Jacksonville, they've been there. Is that going to be easier for them? I thought Anita Marks on the show the other day said something interesting where this may actually be easier for Buffalo because Jacksonville's been there for like two weeks now at this point. And maybe they're thrown out of whack. They're thrown out of their rhythm. You know, football players, creatures of habits. And just being in a new environment, in a different environment for that long, that may throw them off. I feel like that makes a little bit of sense to me. So that's at 9.30 on Sunday morning. Tennessee and Indianapolis. What we're looking for in that game, Jonathan Taylor. He's been practicing. He's a full participant. He's happy and he's ready to go. Contract situation, he said, will be dealt with in the offseason. So, they just have to take him off PUP now. And for fantasy football owners, if you stashed away Jonathan Taylor, you're looking like you're going to be in luck because he's going to play for Indianapolis. The question is, is it this weekend? And if he is activated, do you play him? So, you're looking out for that. New Orleans and New England this weekend. Saints, super disappointing loss last week at home. They got killed by Tampa Bay. New England's one of the worst teams in football. I like New Orleans to bounce back and get a win there. Patriots are one-point favorite. Maybe the best rivalry in the NFL is Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett apparently is good to go. Pittsburgh at home, they are a four-point home dog against Baltimore. Like I said, one of the best rivalries in the NFL is Steelers and Ravens. Houston and Atlanta, C.J. Stroud. Can C.J. Stroud lead Houston to over 500 through through five weeks? That's interesting. Carolina in Detroit. Lions are one of several double-digit favorites this weekend. You have to figure the Lions are going to smash the Panthers. Cincinnati at Arizona. This is a terrible game. None of us thought we'd be saying that the Bengals are a terrible game. The Bengals' offense is abysmal. Arizona's a three-point home dog. You got to consider the Cardinals in that spot. Rams are hosting the Eagles. I think the Rams, everyone can admit, are a lot better than people thought they were going to be. I think this is the first loss of the season for the Eagles. The Eagles have been weird. Like I said, they're they're beating everyone, but they're close games. The Rams are a four-point home dog. I like the Rams this weekend. Jets at Denver. Zach Wilson coming off of a really nice performance last week. I don't believe it carries over. I like the Broncos in this game. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and it's the Sean Payton-Nathaniel Hackett Bowl where Sean Payton said all that shit about Nathaniel Hackett, and Sean Payton sure as hell isn't doing much better. So I'm super interested in that game because of that storyline. Also in the late games, Kansas City at Minnesota, and you have Monday, uh, Monday Sunday night football, Dallas at San Francisco. That's got to be the game of the weekend. Can Dallas tag San Francisco with their first loss of the season? We know that Cowboy defense is great. San Francisco is the best team in the NFL overall. Brock Purdy has never lost a regular season game. Brock Purdy is looking. This is a big performance against this Dallas defense. We're going to have to start talking about Brock Purdy as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL real soon, depending on what happens in this game at home against Dallas. And then Monday Night Football, it's Green Bay at Las Vegas. So that right there is what you got going on for week five in the NFL. I'm now going to take a sip of my vitamin water. All right, there you have it. 
Everybody calm down. So that's what we got. Like I said, we're going to talk to Kenny Albert coming up in a few minutes. We'll do some NFL with him. We'll do some Dolphins with him. He's on the call this weekend. First, though, I want to tell you guys, you know, Sheets and Giggles, I love Sheets and Giggles. One of my favorite sponsors. And why is it? Why do I love Sheets and Giggles so much? Well, the answer to that's easy. Not only is my man Colin, he's the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, not only does he care about the environment when we're talking about the whole process of getting these sheets, they're made from eucalyptus, eucalyptus sheets, that's right, I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow, not just eucalyptus pillowcase, a eucalyptus pillow I sleep on, have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress, go to SheetsGiggles.com, but not only are they taking care of the environment, but we're talking the softest, most breathable sheets around. Get the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets. We're talking a unique satin weave eucalyptus. The sheets, they're not only soft, but they're also breathable. You're going to sleep cool and comfortable all night long. It's fall. It feels like summer, but it's fall, which means Sheets and Giggles has their annual fall sale. That's 25% off all across the the site, SheetsGiggles.com. And here's the best part. You're going to go to Sheets and Giggles, and you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turn back. But if I told you you can get all that and 20% off your first order, all you got to do is use promo code Zazlo. Would that be something you'd be interested in? 20% off your first order, whatever you get at SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code ZASLO, Z-A-S-L-O-W, and you're all set. Sheets and Giggles, SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code ZASLO at checkout. All right, so let's get to the Dolphins here. And yesterday, Thursday, is the day that the coordinators speak. So Vic Fangio. And one of the questions that, look, Dolphins defense has stunk so far through four games. Stunk. First game against the Chargers, couldn't stop him. Made plays on the last drive, you like that. Second game against the Patriots, that's one of the worst teams in the NFL. Fine. Then you got the game against the Broncos, you held them to 20, that's nice, but, I mean, Russell Wilson, it, like, still moved the ball, all right? 20 points, that's fine, not great, not bad. And then last week, just a total embarrassment. So, we're all thinking the same thing, right? During last week's game. Why the hell... Is Savian Howard not guarding Stefan Diggs? That's what we're all talking about, right? So let's hear from defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and all of the second guessing that obviously came from that. Uh, you know, we gave Diggs a lot of attention, obviously, and not, not enough, you know, as far as schematically. Um, you know, I, yeah, in hindsight, maybe, but I, I really don't feel bad about that decision. I mean, I have kind of confidence in Cater, and um, it didn't work out. But the second guessing was justified. You know, it's like one of those situations in the game where I'm saying, are, do they not want to move Xavier Howard to the other side of the field? Is it one of those kinds of defensive philosophies where, yeah, if the wide receiver is going to line up at this side and then this side, we're not going to mix things up. We're not going to have the cornerback follow him all over the place. You know, the great court, like guys like Dion. Follow the receiver all over the place. Dion's following Jerry Rice wherever he goes. And they're not having Xavier Howard do that. And I like that Vic Fangio is confident in Cater Kohu. And Cater Kohu, like, I don't like the Dolphin fan getting all angry at Cater Kohu last week. He's, he's their third best cornerback. And he played really well last year. And he's played really well this year. But here's the thing. Stefan Diggs 
is better at what he does than Cater Kohu is at what he does. Matter of fact, Stefan Diggs is elite at what he does. And even though Cater Kohu's numbers have been excellent this year going into last week, he's not elite at what he does. You have a cornerback who, even if you don't think he's still elite at what he does, is paid like he's elite at what he does. How do you not get to a place where let's give let's give Cater Kohu a little bit of help here? I felt bad for Kohu. And you know what? Kohu, he probably didn't think this because I'm sure he's a competitor. He's like, no, no, I'm going to get him next time. I'm going to get him next time. But you you would have understood Cater Kohu, you know, like, like motherfucking Vic Fangio in his head saying, can you get me a little bit of help here? I'm getting killed out here. It's a team game. Can we adjust? Can we make a couple of adjustments here? And Fangio was super... Like, stubborn. Throughout the game, he wouldn't make any adjustment. So, that part, I think you're really frustrated if you're a Dolphin fan. I understand Fangio there saying he's got confidence in Kohu. It's okay to make an adjustment in game like that. And it's almost like, you know, I know everyone's been telling me this This is the, 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 the greatest defensive coordinator ever. Well, so far the defense is shit. And... I hate the idea. I know football is a little different from other sports, but I hate the idea of it's my way or the highway. This is my defense or this is my offense. You're all going to learn to play the way that I want you to play. My philosophy, my system. A great coach adapts to his personnel, not the other way around. A great coach adapts to his personnel. So is Vic Fangio going to continue along this road or find a type of defense, find a way to play that most benefits the guys that he has. Because certain guys, now granted, he's been without Jalen Phillips for two games. That's a big deal. If we're doing a big deal, not a big deal on Jalen Phillips, that's a big deal. You hope you get him back this week. But there are too many guys on this defense who are not making enough plays. And how much does that have to do with Fangio and the way that he's using them. I don't know. I'm smart enough to tell you when I don't know what I don't know. And that's one of these cases. This is one of them. But I feel like we're going to get to a place at some point where maybe we got to mix it up a little bit. Maybe we got to do something a little different. So is that this weekend against a Giants team that really struggles? You know the Giants have not... Snap the football this year. The Giants have not snapped the football this year while having the lead. Holy shit, is that bad. They have not taken a single snap while having the lead going into week five. Now, I saw on television earlier, you know, our, our, Tua, I was watching first take, Tua over under 277 and a half yards. And just off the top of your head, you got to be like, yeah, definitely got to go over. And I suppose, yeah, go over. But I'm not sure that this is an aerial attack from the Dolphins this weekend. I could see them running all over the Giants, especially in the second half. Especially a Giant team that has trouble scoring, has not taken a single snap with the lead this year. You get out in front, running the ball, throwing the ball. And then the second half, especially coming off of a game last week where Mike McDaniel said he regrets not running the football more, regrets not sticking with the run a little bit more, I could see them running the hell out of the ball the second half. Like, this should be another game Tua doesn't play the fourth quarter, right? 
I could see this being another monster game from Devon Chan, who they are clearly trending toward using more. He outsnapped Raheem Mostert again by a lot, I believe, last week. I I don't think this is an aerial attack for all four quarters from the Dolphins this weekend. I think this is a game where they run them into submission this weekend. Final score prediction. Dolphins, 41. Giants, 20. There you go. Dolphins, 41. Giants, 20. Final score. That's what I got. All right. You guys can always hit me up at Zaslow Show, of course. You can always hit me up on Instagram as well, where I'm an influencer. You guys know that. I'm, look, I, I can't help it if I'm a social media influencer. You can always hit me up, Zaslow J, on Instagram. And matter of fact, uh, coming up as well here, I want to get to some heat stuff. But first, I know what you guys are saying to yourself. You're like, Zaslow, it, it, you just went through the entire NFL slate. So I know that's not going to be on it. But I got to know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game? Every Friday, we tell you what's what. So you know what to spend your time on this weekend. And big game or not a big game every Friday is always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Official insurance agency of Zaslow Show 2.0. You call 954 589 2204 or go to bruntinsurance.com and wherever you're calling from brunt insurance has locations all throughout the state of florida so you could be calling from all the way north in pensacola all the way south in the keys and beyond brunt insurance specializes in making sure that you know all of your options they're going to make all those options out there which seem really confusing crystal clear Wherever you're calling from, they know exactly what you need to make sure your home is covered because, like I said, we're talking offices all throughout the state of Florida. When you get Greg Brunt or one of the members of his fully licensed staff on the phone, they are going to guide you every step of the way. When you call 954-589-2204, you are making the right call. They're going to find the perfect policy for you, and you're getting it at the most affordable price out there. Maybe you don't need homeowner's insurance. I get my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance. We're talking auto insurance as well, motorcycle, boaters insurance. You call Brunt Insurance, you're making the right call. 954-589-2204 or go to bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to big game or not a big game. All right, here we go. Saturday. That's right, we're skipping right to tomorrow. Saturday, 3.30, ABC, Virginia Tech at number five. Florida State Seminoles. The Seminoles were off last week, all right? So they're well-rested. We know the Seminoles are one of the best teams in college football. They're undefeated. Can they keep it going against a Virginia Tech team that coming into this game is 1-0 in the ACC, but 2-3 overall? FSU looking to keep pace atop that ACC. Remember, there's no divisions, just the conference. Louisville right now is 3-0. FSU trying to get that third ACC win. So Virginia Tech at FSU, not a big game. FSU should crush them. Everybody knows that. Saturday, 4 p.m., SEC Network, Vanderbilt at Florida. Now, UF is coming off of a terrible blowout loss. What was it, 33-13 at Kentucky last week? 
Florida. They dropped out of the top 25. They're now 1-1 one one in the SEC. They're fourth in the SEC East. Vanderbilt, they're always terrible. They're 0-2 in conference. You don't need me to tell you that. So the Gators looking to get back on track. The Gators, we thought they were heading in a good direction. Maybe they were a little bit fraudulent. Vanderbilt at Florida, not a big game. Nope, not a big game. Sorry, Gator fans. All right, we keep it moving here. Saturday, 6 p.m., no TV. Florida Panthers hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning final preseason game. The Panthers regular season opens on Wednesday. It opens on the 12th, right? So that's Wednesday. No, that's a week from yesterday. It opens on Thursday. Panthers at, I believe, Minnesota. Three or four games, first four games on the road this season. Then they're home against Toronto to start out the home schedule. The Panthers last night, they beat Tampa Bay in Tampa 6-3. Panthers having a nice preseason so far. Can they cap off the preseason with a win at Tampa tomorrow? Can they go into the regular season healthy? Panthers hosting the Lightning. Not a big game. It's, it's preseason. It's not a big game, guys. So we don't have a big game yet. When are we going to find one? Saturday, 7.30, Apple Plus, Cincinnati FC at Inter-Miami. Now, Messi has missed like the last six games. Messi, now Inter-Miami only has three games remaining this season. They currently find themselves, they're still next to last in the East. They are five points back of the final playoff spot with only three to play. And their loss a couple nights ago at Cincinnati felt especially damaging. Inter-Miami with just three regular season games left. It doesn't feel like we're going to see Messi again. He's only played in four MLS games, which has been a... It's, it's, it's been a disappointment. And Cincinnati, they are... Let's see where they're ranked. They're out in the West, I believe. No, they're not in the West. Excuse me. Cincinnati, where are they in the ranking? Oh, sheesh. Cincinnati's first in the Eastern Conference. So it's looking like Inter Miami's going to get their shit kicked in. And I would say when they lose this game Saturday night, their their hope of catching for that wild card spot, for that playoff spot, will be done. Cincinnati at Inter Miami. Not a big game. Like, the stakes are high because they're going to be done, but the mountain is too its too tall to climb. Messi's not going to play again. I don't think anyone likes the way this has been handled because they're not telling you if Messi's going to play or not play. Like, I have tickets for this weekend. What if I want to sell them? I, no one's going to buy them because you don't know if Messi's going to play or not. Meanwhile, they're doubling and tripling and quadrupling all of our season ticket prices. So, it's kind of gross the way it's been handled. Inter Miami's been a Bush League franchise the way they've handled everything for these four years now. Especially their communications department, which is amateur hour. So, Cincinnati at Inter Miami, not a big game. Saturday, 8 p.m. ACC Network. Georgia Tech at... Number 17, Miami Hurricanes. Hard Rock Stadium. The Canes were off last week. They are back in action this weekend. Can you get a decent crowd there to take on Georgia Tech? The Canes, Canes are big favorites against Georgia Tech. 
three-touchdown favorite, but it feels like Georgia Tech always gives the Canes shit. This is the first conference game of the season for number 17, Miami. Georgia Tech comes in 1-1. One one. Georgia Tech at Miami. That's a big game. That's right. We finally got you a big game there. Hoping there will be a nice crowd there to support Mario Cristobal and his undefeated Miami Hurricanes right now. All right, let's keep it moving. Saturday. Everybody calm down. Saturday, 8 p.m. Peacock. WWE Fastlane. Now, like I told you, we dropped a bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me last night. You can watch or listen. Watch on the YouTube channel. We live-streamed it. Or listen anytime before Saturday. You can do whatever you want, but it becomes dated after Saturday night. The main event, Seth Rollins defending the world championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. What else crazy can happen? It's live this Saturday night, 8 p.m. WWE Fastlane. That's a big game. Know it. I got one more for you ass here. Sunday, 1 p.m. Fox, New York Giants at your Miami Dolphins. Second home game of the season. The Dolphins looking to bounce back in a major way after an embarrassment in Buffalo last week. Look, Bills are our daddies. There's only so much we can do about it. Bills are our daddies. The Giants, they suck as bad as anyone in the National Football League. They're one and three. Dolphins looking to keep pace atop the AFC East. With Buffalo, if you're a Super Bowl contender, you kick the shit out of a team like the Giants at home. Dolphins are a 12-point favorite. I told you, I like the Dolphins to win this game by three touchdowns. Not one, not two, three touchdowns. New York Giants at Miami. That's a big game. All, All Dolphin games are big games right now until further notice. Spoiler alert. And that right there, courtesy of Brunt Insurance... 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com is another edition of Big Game or Not a Big Game. Yes! All right, he's one of the greats in sports broadcasting, comes from an incredible lineage in sports broadcasting as well. Kenny Albert joining us here. He's got the call this weekend, NFL on Fox. It's Dolphins-Giants, second home game of the season for the Dolphins. We're just a couple days away. He's got the new book coming out, A Mic for All Seasons, which I'm looking forward to getting my hands on. We're a few days away, I think, from it coming out, and he's always gracious with his time with us. Kenny, thanks a lot for hanging out with us here, and we'll get to Dolphins, we'll get to Giants, maybe do a little bit of NFL too, but I want to talk about this book here. So A Mic for All Seasons the first thing I want to ask, uh, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it, but every time I talk to someone who describes what it was like writing a book, they always it always sounds like it was a really difficult process and they don't ever want to do it again. Do you feel that way? Uh, not necessarily. I'm not sure if I'll be able to come up with enough material for a second book, but it was a lot of fun. It was challenging. It's something I've never done before. Uh, for 33 years, I've done one thing professionally, and that's play-by-play. And all of a sudden, I'm an author, and my name's on the front of a book, which is kind of surreal. But um, it was an interesting process. I had always thought about it. I feel like I have a lot of stories. My wife and kids uh, really pushed me to do it. And I started it during the pandemic when I was home for 146 straight days and had a lot of time in my hands. 
And I'm really proud of the fact that I, I wrote it alone. No ghostwriter. I did have help from my family as far as stories, uh, remembering, you know, specific anecdotes, some of the editing, but actually wrote it myself. And the entire process took about two, two and a half years uh, from the time I started, handed it in to the publishers in September of 22. And then the, the editing process was probably more challenging than actually writing the book, the back and forth, uh, making changes, corrections, additions. But uh, I got my first copies a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so excited to see it for the first time. And uh, Wayne Gretzky and Walt Clyde Frazier wrote the forward. So uh, just an honor to have those names with mine on the cover as well. How does that happen? Do you actually, you yourself, do you ask Wayne Gretzky and Clyde Frazier or does somebody do it for you? No, I, I actually uh, asked myself and, and they're both uh, partners of mine on the broadcast side. I've done about 15 games a year with Clyde for the last 12 or 13 years on MSG Network. Uh, Wayne, I knew a little bit when he played for the Rangers back in the late nineties and we were on the team playing together and always in the same hotels, but really the last two years as colleagues with the NHL on TNT, the pre and post game intermission crew, which Wayne's a part of, they've traveled with us during the playoffs. The last two years, he was one of our analysts for an outdoor game in Hamilton, Ontario, a couple of seasons ago. So I've gotten a lot closer with him personally and, uh, both of them, Wayne and Clyde, as as good as they were on the ice, on the court, Wayne was the best ever. Clyde, one of the best in his sport. They're even better people. The way they treat fans, never turn down a photo or an autograph request. And that's how Wayne is when he's around all of us, the TNT crew, uh, setting up dinners and other off-day activities. Just a tremendous person. And uh, again, so honored that they wrote the forwards and their names are right underneath mine on the cover. That's kind of wild if you think about it. You guys are on the team playing with each other in the late 90s with the Rangers. And to think that 25 years later, the great one's going to be part of writing the foreword for your book. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and, and even prior to that, you know, as a as a, as a teenager, I'm watching him play. And, and he's one of my idols as far as uh, athletes at the time back in the late 70s and early 80s. But um, and the same thing with Clyde, you know, watched him play as a youngster too. And, and then there are some others, broadcast partners of mine, friends, colleagues, folks from other networks who are also kind enough uh, to write a blurb, which are all together in the front section as well. So um, it was a fun project. Um, like I said, really excited. Uh, when I first saw the books, uh, my wife and I were in the backyard in late August and I knew they were going to arrive any day. And we heard what sounded like the UPS truck. So we both ran to the front of the house, uh, saw the truck at the bottom of the driveway. We both took out our phones and started videotaping and taking pictures of this uh, UPS driver. He probably had no clue what was going on. And he was wheeling up uh, three boxes of books. Have you have you gotten a, a review yet? Have you gotten feedback yet from your father, Marv, about the book? I did. Uh, I gave him one of the first copies, both my parents, my mother as well. And, and they read it that first weekend. And. They both said the same thing, that it brought back a lot of memories, because not only is the book about sports and broadcasting and games I've worked, but growing up, uh, I have a bit of a crazy story. I was three months premature. I was in the hospital in an incubator for two and a half months, uh, the first two and a half months of my life. Uh, my father was in Montreal calling a Rangers game the night before, and he was flying home that day. I wasn't due for three months, so he didn't make it to the hospital in time. Uh, got there a couple of hours later. 
Um, and then just my early life, uh, uh, growing up, you know, calling games into a tape recorder. Um, even prior to my birth, I tell the story about if not for baseball, the Mets and Shea Stadium, I wouldn't be here. My parents actually met at Shea Stadium. Uh, he was doing a pregame show, 23 years old, pre and postgame show for the Mets on the radio. She was 19 years old, working as an usherette, a hostess, the first year the Mets played at Shea Stadium in 1964. And he actually wound up interviewing her on the radio at one of the first night games. They interviewed various folks who worked around the stadium. So, uh, again, if not for expansion in the National League and the Mets and all that, uh, I wouldn't be here today. So that's another one of the stories I tell in the book. You know, we we see it a little bit now, especially because social media. So everybody's able to have an opinion where you got Collinsworth and his son. You got Ian Eagle and his yeah. son. Did you feel like you had to overcome any type of stigma because of your last name? I, I never really did. I never really felt any pressure. Um, we all have an advantage in that we have a built-in teacher that, that we grew up with. And I learned so much via osmosis uh, by tagging along, going to games, keeping stats uh, next to him through the years. And um, it, it was great. I mean, I got to go to so many games and, watch the preparation, listen to the communication between the announcers and the production truck. So it was probably better than anything I could have learned in a classroom. And um, also, you know, very proud of the the five years I spent down in Baltimore and Maryland, sort of creating my own identity. First time I was really away from home, calling minor league hockey, getting the reps, 80 games a year, uh, six, eight, 10 hour bus rides. You know, that was all a huge part of the process. And when Fox made the crazy bid to get the NFC package in 93 uh, for the 94 season, um, they hired John Madden and Pat Summerall and Dick Stockton and Matt Millen, two unbelievable teams as the first two crews. And the Fox executives, David Hill and Ed Gore and George Krieger at the time, they decided to hire four other young play-by-play announcers who all had fathers in the business. Uh, Joe Buck, Tom Brenneman, Kevin Harlan, and I were all hired in 1994 and you know i think the common theme was that we grew up around it we learned from such a young age and you mentioned jack collinsworth and uh ian eagle's a good friend and i've I've known noah for a long time and he's doing an incredible job uh with the clippers the last several years and now with nbc on college football so i think the common theme is that we all had great teachers um you know there are thousands and thousands of uh children of lawyers and doctors who go into their professions and a big part of it is growing up around it and, and learning by osmosis, watching. But getting back to the original question, I didn't feel any extra pressure. Maybe I should have, but uh, um, it was just a great experience growing up in that atmosphere. So, again, the book is A Mike for All Seasons. It's coming out in a few days. The forward, Wayne Gretzky, Clyde Frazier. Uh, just like your father, you, you, you do all the sports. Do you have a favorite to call and which of the major sports was the most difficult to finally get comfortable with? Well, I guess it's in the DNA as far as the variety of sports and always love doing different sports, uh, you know, right from a young age. I had a huge break in high school when uh, Cox Cable came to my school to film a girls basketball game. And I was there covering the game for the newspaper and I volunteered. They didn't have announcers. And then over the next two and a half years, uh, they gave me the opportunity to do basketball, baseball, hockey, football, soccer, lacrosse, all around Long Island. So I would bring friends as color analysts, and I felt like I had such a head start 
um, back then you couldn't really get those opportunities until college at the earliest. So always loved the variety. And then my early years working in Washington, uh, doing the Capitals games, they also had me fill in on bullets, basketball and Orioles, baseball, and a number of college sports. So um, my goal was hockey on the radio. That was it. But Fox getting the NFL package led to now 30 years of uh, NFL football. Um, You know, there's nothing like one o'clock on a Sunday when they kick off and, um, I'm closing in on 500 games next season, which is hard to believe, but uh, so many great memories doing football uh, with with tremendous partners. Now I'm working with Jonathan Vilma, who your listeners and viewers are certainly familiar with. Um, many, many years with uh, Daryl Johnston and Tony Saragusa, uh, Rondé Barber, Tim Green, Brian Baldinger, Ron Pitts and Anthony Munoz in the early years. So, you know, football obviously holds a very special place. Um, always wanted to do hockey. That was my goal. And uh, calling the NHL now for 30 plus years, NHL on TNT, heading into the third season, NBC prior to that, Rangers on the radio, uh, the Stanley Cup final, two of the last three years on the TV side. And then really enjoy doing basketball and baseball as well. And have done other sports, boxing, track and field, volleyball at the Olympics. And in the in the book, I talk about the challenges uh, of working new sports that that I certainly wasn't as familiar with also talk about the four different sports, the differences, the similarities in calling the games, the radio versus TV as well. So uh, I, I, I cover a lot. Hopefully I didn't forget any stories in the book. There's a story on travel tales on the Olympics on how we did the broadcast during the pandemic, a chapter on paying it forward. So uh, hopefully uh, uh, those who pick up the book uh, will enjoy it. Did you ever, did you ever miss not being a fan. I mean, you're a fan of sports. I'm sure you grew up around the New York teams because of your father. But when you start working, it's like, all right, this is my job. I cer- I'm certainly, unless I'm doing the home broadcast for the Knicks or whatever, I could, you know, be biased. But for the most part, you're doing national. You're not cheering for anyone. D- did you ever? Did you ever miss being a fan of individual teams? No, not really. I mean, growing up, uh, it was the Canucks and Rangers and hockey, the Knicks. And I kind of rooted for all the New York teams as a kid, the Giants and Jets, the Mets and Yankees, you know, they didn't really play each other a lot back then. So it was a little bit easier to do. Um, you know, now, like you said, working for MSG closely associated with the Rangers and Knicks, obviously want those teams to do well. And the better they do, the the better it is for the broadcasters and the more games we get to work in the playoffs, et cetera. Uh, but all the football and baseball I do uh, and a lot of hockey is national. Um, every fan thinks we hate their team. Uh, when we're calling a game down the middle. I feel like I don't hear that very much about you. You're you're right with the sentiment, but I don't hear that much about you. That's a good thing. But, uh, um, you know, I'm still a huge sports fan. So much of the preparation that I do is is watching other games and and reading a ton about sports every day and preparing charts and, and pouring through statistics and other publications that we get from the teams and the leagues and the networks. So, uh, still a huge sports fan, but, it might not be necessarily, you know, going to games with with the with pom poms and the foam finger, but um, I would still consider myself a huge sports fan. It's all part of uh, what I do, and I just feel so lucky that there's a lot of work and a lot of travel that goes into it. But I never feel like I'm going to work. Um, a football game, it might be 20, 30 hours of preparation throughout the week uh, between the stuff I do on my own and then the meetings with the players and coaches and going to practices and production meetings, but. It's still so much fun and uh, so fortunate to to do what I do. 
So you got the call NFL on Fox this weekend. Dolphins second home game of the season Sunday afternoon against the Giants. Kenny Albert, John Vilma on the call. What have you what have you seen? What have you noticed? What have you liked from the Dolphins from afar so far? Well, as we speak, uh, about halfway through the preparation, still still a ways to go, but have watched a lot of the prior games and haven't met with the players and coaches yet. We'll go to practice uh, tomorrow. Um, but obviously some record-setting numbers offensively over the first four weeks. Uh, Tua, the receivers, the running backs playing at an incredible level. Uh, can't wait to sit down with Mike McDaniel and some of the others. Um you know, from the other side, you know, I know the Giants, from their perspective, uh, Brian Dable, their head coach, he was with Tua and loves him. I mean, they were together at Alabama for a year. They're very close. Uh, Giants have struggled one and three, a playoff team last year, won a road playoff game, a lot of injuries on the offensive line. Uh, Saquon Barkley hasn't been healthy. You know, he's missed some time. They feel like they've been playing better defensively uh, following that week one 40 nothing game against the Cowboys. Um, if not for a miraculous comeback against Arizona, they'd be 0-4. Uh, they've had a lead for only 19 seconds. But, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out as far as their injuries on the offensive line. But uh, really, really excited to see the Dolphins in person. I've worked a couple of games uh, involving the Dolphins the last few years. Uh, had the first ever punter, kicker, touchdown pass, right, about four or five years ago in a Dolphins game. So uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I know Film is excited. He gets to yeah. uh, work a home game and not travel this weekend. But, um, you know, we'll be ready with all the potential records the Dolphins could uh, set this weekend as, as uh, you know, their offense continues to play at an extremely high level. Who's been the best team you've had so far this season? Uh, that's a good question. We've had, you know, before I get to that, we've had three unbelievable comebacks uh, the last three weeks. Um so, you know, when our crew comes in, you never know what might happen in the fourth quarter. We had Atlanta coming back from 12 in the fourth to beat Green Bay. We had Green Bay coming back from 17 in the fourth to beat New Orleans. And then we had the Colts come back from 23 down in the third to tie the Rams and send it into overtime. You know, hard to really pick which of those teams that I've seen in person uh, really stands out. We had Jacksonville and Indy week one, so I've seen the Colts twice. Um, Anthony Richardson's been, been fun to watch in, in those two games. Um, you know, Green Bay in the fourth quarter, uh, in that game against New Orleans, that was probably the, the, the best, you know, as far as a 15 minute stretch that we've seen from one team and, uh, the Rams, Puka Nakua, what, what he's done over the first four weeks, huge game, uh, in the game that we called last week, the nine catches, 160 plus yards, game winning touchdown in overtime. So, Instead of a team, I'll I'll just mention a couple of young players. I mean, we we've seen Jordan Love and Anthony Richardson, Puka Nakua. So it's been a lot of fun to watch those guys. Great job, Kenny. Again, this Sunday, Kenny Albert, John Vilma, NFL on Fox. The book is a mic for all seasons. It's out in a few days. So I assume you can get it wherever you get your books from. Uh, excellent job, Kenny. Thanks a lot for joining us today. I appreciate it. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Target, available online as well. So I appreciate the plug for the book, Jonathan. Always great chatting, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Excellent job by Kenny Albert. And, of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of the program. This is how you got to spend the weekend. You sit out on the patio by the pool, and you have a Johnny in your hand. That's right, Johnny Cuba. European roots with a Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. If you've never tried Johnny Cuba, I don't know what you're waiting for. 
Go pick up a six-pack, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Remember, always drink responsibly. That's why I love having Johnny Cuba right in the comfort of my own home. I mean, how are we going to watch all the sports this weekend? I'm going to be sitting on my couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room, and I got a Johnny Cuba in my hands. And I love it when you guys take pictures. You're pouring a Johnny for the first time, and right before you're about to tell me, Zaslow's is so delicious, I can't believe I never tried Johnny Cuba before. You're definitely going to say that. You take a picture of your first pour, you send it to me. I put it up on my Instagram, where, of course, I'm an influencer, and then you become famous. And then my man Juan from Johnny Cuba, he loves that. So don't forget, always drink responsibly when you have Johnny Cuba. And, of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So we need to pivot a little bit here, actually, because we're just getting this news where, and this is a surprise, the Dolphins have traded for disgruntled wide receiver Chase Claypool. Yeah, that's right. So the Dolphins trade for Chase Claypool, who was told this past week, he had been complaining a couple weeks ago about, I guess, his usage in Chicago. He was told to stay home this past week. And the Dolphins have traded for Chase Claypool. The Dolphins traded a 2025 sixth-round pick for Chase Claypool, and a 2025 7th round pick. So they get Claypool for nothing. Claypool, though, since arriving in Chicago, the Bears tri- last year, he played he played less than two seasons with them, only played 10 games. Since arriving in Chicago, where the Bears gave up a 2nd round pick, terrible trade for Chicago. The Dolphins gave up nothing for him. He has done nothing since arriving in Chicago. He In those 10 games, 10 games over the last two seasons with Chicago, he has 18 catches, 191 yards, and a touchdown. He, he, he is an absolutely nothing since, really since his, sec, his first two years in the league. His first year in the league, you thought he were getting a stud. He had 62 catches, 873 yards, nine touchdowns. His next year with Pittsburgh, 59 catches, 860 yards, Two touchdowns. And then injuries. Eight games in 2022 at Pittsburgh. Seven games last year with Chicago. And now this year where he's had four catches in three games. So he he was a major bust for Chicago trading a second round pick for him. The Dolphins get him for nothing. I'm a little bit surprised the Dolphins made this move. I'm surprised from the perspective of, I, I mean, they, I, they just, I don't know, it just doesn't really do anything for me. I don't think Chase Claypool does very much for him unless... Do you put him in the slot and you have now all of a sudden a, you got a really big target for two to throw to? You know, Durham Smythe underneath stuff, that, that's not really a, a, a target for Tua. Do you get kind of a security blanket with Claypool in the slot? You got Berrios on the other side of the slot who's obviously tiny. I don't know. Maybe that's how you use him. But Claypool has been a major bust since his second year in the league with Pittsburgh. Dolphins get him for nothing. So, all right, uh, there you go. A surprise. I don't, I don't think anyone saw that coming, right? All right. So, and, and, and he, I, yeah, can't expect him to be available for this weekend. But that, they get him for nothing, but it's it's a trade that does very little for me. It's, it's, it's very, very low risk. I don't think it's very high reward, but it's definitely very, very low risk. All right. So, guys, there's a lot happening this weekend. You know that by now. But you may, you may want to get into some family time. You know, you, you got to spend time with the kids. You got to spend time with the family. And a good way to do that is by everybody getting together. 
And you may be saying to yourself, Zazlo, what should we watch? Let's do big movie or not a big movie. Big movie or not a big movie. Every Friday, we'll get you some stuff that's hot, some stuff that's premiering over the weekend. And let's see if we're interested in it. Big movie or not a big movie. We're going to start out with a movie called The Burial. All right. This movie is rated R. It's got language. It is out in theaters today. It starts streaming next week. It's a drama. It stars Tommy Lee Jones. Jamie Foxx. How about that? That's a great cast right there. Here's what it's about. Inspired by true events. When a handshake deal goes sour, funeral homeowner Jeremiah O'Keefe enlists charismatic, smooth-talking attorney Willie E. Gary to save his family business. Tempers flare and laughter ensues as the unlikely pair bond while exposing corporate corruption and racial injustice in this inspirational, triumphant story. Rotten Tomatoes media score, 89%. No audience score yet. For me, and it's going to debut on Prime next week. For me, I don't know. This sounds like a B movie, if you ask me. I'm going not a big movie, The Burial. Not a big movie. This next one is called The Royal Hotel. It is rated R. It's out in theaters today limited release it's got language throughout it's got sexual content it's got nudity it's a mystery thriller it stars jessica henwick julia garner from ozark who we love hugo weaving here's what it's about americans hannah and Liv are best friends backpacking in australia after they run out of money Liv, looking for an adventure convinces Hannah to take a temporary live-in job behind the bar of a pub called the Royal Hotel in a remote outback mining town. Bar owner Billy and a host of locals give the girls a riotous introduction to down-under drinking culture, but soon Hannah and Liv find themselves trapped in an unnerving situation that grows rapidly out of their control. Rotten Tomatoes media score, 90% certified fresh. No audience score yet. This movie sounds cool as hell. I like these kind of movies. The Royal Hotel, that's a big movie. Next up, this is called Loki. Now, this is a series. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's season two. It is out today. It stars Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Owen Wilson as Mor- Mobius and Sophia DiMartino as Sylvie. She's a Loki variant. Here's what it's about. Loki, the god of mischief, steps out of his brother's shadow to embark on an adventure that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. All right, there you go. Loki, season two right now. Rotten Tomatoes media score, certified fresh, 86%. No audience score yet, but the overall series has an audience score of 90%. I saw season one of Loki. I liked it a lot. I can't wait to watch this. Loki, that's a big movie. And I got one more for you here. This movie is called The Exorcist Believer. It is out in theaters today. It's rated R. It's got language. 
and disturbing images and sexual references and some violent context. It's a horror film. It's out in theaters today. It stars Leslie Odom Jr. and Ellen Burstyn and Ann Dowd. Here's what it's about. Since the death of his pregnant wife in a Haitian earthquake 12 years ago, Victor Fielding has raised their, their daughter, Angela, on his own. But when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear in the woods, only to return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, it unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the nadir of evil and, in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who has witnessed anything like it before, Chris McNeil. That's right, it's Ellen Burstyn. She was in the original. The original Exorcist is scary as shit. I've seen previews for this one. It looks scary as shit as well. The Exorcist Believer, Rotten Tomatoes media score, 20%. No audience score yet. That's a terrible sign. But me and my son, we see most of the horror films. We're likely to see this. The Exorcist Believer, that's a big movie. And that right there is another edition of Big Movie or Not a Big Movie. Okay, there you have it. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. First, though, I want to tell you guys, the weekend's here. What better time than now to treat yourself to a brand new car? I'm talking North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership that I'm sending you to. When you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're talking a friendly sales team that's going to help navigate you in the right direction, get you the car that you are looking for, what's perfect for your family. Maybe you're looking for an SUV, something big, something spacious. Maybe you're just looking for something fun, a Subaru sedan, whatever it is. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you get the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise. Guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy. Out the door in 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval. Lifetime vehicle warranty. Shop NFLSubaru.com. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So yesterday it was announced, Joel Embiid, he's going to play for Team USA. So you got guys who didn't play in the FIBA World Cup where USA finished what? They, They didn't even medal, right? They lost to Team Canada in the bronze game. And it's embarrassing. So you got a lot of the big stars, guys like LeBron, guys like Steph Curry, who now want to play for the Olympics. And Joel Embiid, who can play for Cameroon, has decided to do a little bit of front-running here, and he's choosing to play with Team USA. Now, I'm going to tell you why this is a big deal. Not because of that. It's a big deal because of the timing. And the timing being, is Joel Embiid unhappy with what's going on in Philadelphia and says to himself, you know what I want to do? I want to play for Team USA next summer, and I'm going to have a talk while I'm spending a lot of time around those coaches and a lot of time around the greatest players. And maybe I'm going to feel around a little bit. Maybe I could request a trade and go play with one of these guys who I decide sounds like a good situation from my experience with Team USA. Is that the timing? Could Joel Embiid decide, you know what? I'm going to go play for the Olympics because I'm going to sniff around 
and see if there's a better situation for me out there. So Joel Embiid decided to play for Team USA. I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Robert Griffin III, he's pretty good on TV on ESPN. He was on the Levitard show, I think it was yesterday. And he, even though he's really good on TV, he still wants to play in the NFL. Listen, I, I am a supporter of Zach Wilson right now because everybody's been been on, on him like white on rice. And if the Jets were to come to me next week and say, hey, we'd like to bring you in and uh, get you ready to start for us, you know, for the rest of the year, I would certainly do it. Like, it's been no yes! secret there. Look at it's that. Been, it's, Can't put this one on Weasel. It's been no secret. Clip it right there. Clip it right there. No, no, this no, one's no, not the Weasel's fault. No, no, this one's all you. You did this to you. Yeah, I'm going not a big deal. It's crazy to me. I mean, look. He loves football, clearly. You got a good gig right there. They're definitely paying you a lot of money. It'd be so hard just to step back in and play for, and play in the National Football League after you've been away for, I guess, what, a year, two years? Uh, so I, I'm going not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, hey, we talked about it earlier in the week, the Patriots, Bill Belichick with SiriusXM, Mad Dog Radio's Damon Amendolara. Well, here's Damian Woody on ESPN Radio on Sportsman, like 6, 10 a.m. every morning. And here he is telling those guys, the New England Patriots, they're irrelevant. Is it getting time for Bill Belichick? Is the sun setting on him as the head coach in the New England Patriots? It's getting late. It's getting <laughs> late, man. Listen, I think, uh, you know, the one thing as a, as a franchise, the one place you, you hate to be is irrelevant. That's where I see, like, New England right now. New mm-hmm. England, proud franchise. Obviously, we could go over all the accolades. But let's be honest. New England is irrelevant right now. And the yeah. reason that they're irrelevant, obviously, you don't have Tom Brady. Um, the quarterback position, Mac Jones, is not playing well at all. Some some of it is not because of him. He's playing behind a bad offensive line. And I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I have to speak on is the coach who's also the GM, has been shopping for bad groceries. It's nothing yeah. like bad produce. Yeah, I, I'm going big deal. I mean, it's about time people start talking about Bill Belichick. He is as overrated as it gets. Nobody's saying he's not a great coach. Nobody's saying he's not an all-time great coach. But this is not the best coach ever. Brady clearly won that war. Belichick, so overrated. And obviously, we're all rooting against him because we don't want him to get Shula's record. Shula's record looks like a ways away at this point for Bill Belichick to catch. So I'm I'm going I'm going big deal. And yeah, and that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Yes. You know, we're going to do the show on Monday. We're going to be a day away from the Miami Heat opening their preseason schedule. It's going to be opening week for the Florida Panthers. The Dolphins are going to crush the Giants and the Hurricanes are going to remain undefeated and get their first win in the ACC. What what a weekend we have on tap. We didn't even get to the Major League Baseball Divisional Playoffs. That's going on Saturday and Sunday. Games 1s and 2s all over the place. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show. I can never do it without all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 on Monday. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. 
I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. 